You are so stupid. Welcome to Brother Brother Podcast. The podcast is part tongue teak, part therapy, and all real talk. Uh, before you started, I don't. I guess I did. (laughs) First, it's your all wood. Now it's tongue and teak. I've had maybe a lot to drink today. I um, I I made a daiquiri and I put some rum in it, and I may have put in too much rum. I definitely did, and I'm like, I'm in a good place right now. Ooh, it's the first. Well, it's Reggie's first drunk episode. I have definitely had some episodes where the libations were flowing heavily. Yeah, and it's in that giant Yeti cup, and I'm only like halfway through. And, mm-hmm. and it's still cold. It's just getting more and more saucy. Yeah, and I needed it after this shitty. I went on a hike today, and uh, using that, that that app that I used to find a new place, I was like, "There's one that was like two hours away," and I wanted to go there because of the um. Uh, it has like a waterfall and a and a lake and all that crap and like I'm I'm starting to branch out to like I I'm starting to be more sele- not some not so much more selective but like there are more things I want to see when I go hiking you know um, I went to South Mountain State Park a couple a few weeks ago no last month and there's a beautiful waterfall well it's a okay waterfall but I mean it's a waterfall it's pretty cool so I was like I'm gonna go look for like more attractions and shit so I went to this one that's the place I wanted to go to, but I was like, I don't feel like driving two hours away. You know, that's four hours in a car. And I kind of had a long week, so I was like, I'm not doing that. And then I found another place that was closer. It was only like an hour away, so I was like, I'll go there. I went there. It was a fucking shitty ass tra- uh, trail, shitty ass hike. I mean, it was only, it was supposed to be like a, a five uh, mile hike, right? But then, like, it's so, the, the trail is so um it's not well maintained right you know like there were trees everywhere and falling over and shit and then like i get i don't know if they dammed up the river or what but like the river is like low and there the waterfall there there's no water coming over it and i was like fuck this shit after like 40 30 minutes or so i was like i'm just going back to my car and i'm I'm going home like this is a shitty ass day like i drove all the way out there i mean i did get to see some deer which was fucking cool but um Aside from that, it was a shitty... It was, like, the worst hike I've been on in... Ever. Wow. That, um... That does not sound good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to hear that. But at least you got out. I was sitting in an office hating life. Uh, but, you know... Teach your own. Some people complain. Other people enjoy. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm glad things, I'm, you know, I'm glad you were at least still out getting some exercise. You're doing another diet bet challenge, right? Yeah, and I don't know how well I'm going to do because 
I have not been exercising at all, and I what I've been eating is probably not so good. So I don't you know. Get it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think I could still have like two or three weeks. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, I'm about three, four days into my challenge. Um, I just only I have to lose 11 pounds, so that's not too crazy. It's very doable. Mm-hmm. Very doable for sure. Um, and my Snorlax just got beat out of the gym. Damn. I'm still doing that Pokemon Go. Since I've been doing Pokemon Go, I mean, I've been doing it like hardcore. Like, I've been kicking gym leader, gym asses and raids and shit, and it's been a good time. Oh, that is good to hear. Um, I actually, myself, have been doing some Pokemon Go, picking up a lot of small and basic Pokemon. I'm very, I think I'm like level six or seven, something like that. Oh, you need to sh- uh, share your code then. I will. Uh, I didn't. So, don't, so we can be I don't friends. I don't even know what that means, but uh, I will definitely do that. And you'll have to show me how to get my guys beefed up so I can actually beat some guys. Try to challenge some some. Uh, I guess gym runner guy and it was just like big nurse looking shit and it had like mm-hmm. 300 and it just beats the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, until you really get up there in levels, you're not, cause you have to catch the good Pokemon or power up your Pokemon. And like, I haven't been powering them up because I'm like, cause I, I started powering them up when I first was playing, you know, just recently. Mm-hmm. And then like I would power them up and then I would catch another one and it would be like, 200 more power than the one that I powered up. I was like, well, that was a waste of my time. Because, like, I, I guess as you power up, as you level, rather, you, you catch more powerful Pokemon, so there's really no point in powering anything up until, I guess, really the end. Yeah, unless you're, you know, close to topping out on the ranks, I think. But don't quote me on that. I'm still new to the game. Well, I'll have to take your word for it, because I am, if you're new to the game, then I haven't even started. Um, but, you know, I got a Pikachu or two, I got some wild bug insect Pokemon that's like 249 or something like that. He does some damage compared to all the little crappy ones I have, but, you know, I'm gonna just keep on finding stuff, do it when I walk the dog, so, we'll see how shit goes. Yeah, make sure you do, you hit up that lodge, because it is literally half a block down the, the road from you, and if you do... Like, you get these streaks. Like, if you hit a Poke Stop mm-hmm. uh, once a day for seven days, then you get a nice little bonus and you get a special Pokemon. And then if you catch one Pokemon every day for seven days, you get another bonus. So, like, that's something to do. A reason to keep doing it every day, at least. True, true. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, Pokemon. Who thought, yeah. who thought I'd be getting into that shit? Uh, World Cup ended, and yeah. uh, Spain won, and <laughs> Spain. Spain. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Spain did not win. That was my pick to win. They lost their first game of the knockouts. Um, France took it, the Frenchies, uh, their first big victory in Europe in a long time since Napoleon, I think. Hey-oh! Not right. They did not surrender in the end. Say what? Uh, but no, they they um, beat Croatia. They ended up beating them four to three, I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, which kind of hurt because Mario Mandzukic had a own goal for Croatia in favor of helping out France. Um, just a weird ball that hit off the top of his head and into the back of the net. But it was a great match. Um, the Croatians did a really good job of keep staying into the game and trying to make a game of it. 
But there was this stretch for about 20 minutes where France just... They showed why they were such a uh, big favorite to win. You know, so much talent in the in the forward positions, in the midfield, and in defense. And their keeper uh, just had an amazing, um, really had an amazing run through the entire tournament. But, um, yeah, shout out to all the French um, players whose parents were immigrants from various nations. I believe they had... Yeah, something like more than... 50% of their team are immigrants or something like that? Was, um, 13 of their 20 players mm-hmm. uh, were of African descent. Um, you know, a few from the Congo, a few from Ghana. Um, but yeah, so France doing doing their thing. So I was happy to see Paul Pogba win. There are a lot of French players who uh, I follow just because they play throughout Europe. So it was, it was cool to see them get this victory it would have been really amazing to see croatia get uh when being such a small country and what they've gone through and considering they've really only been around as a nation for like what 15 years 20 years something like that mm-hmm. you know with the breakup of yugoslavia <laughs> so yeah i mean i was kind of rooting for croatia just because i root for an underdog but i mean at the end it was kind of bittersweet because france is one of those teams that i always root for so you know I- I was really happy with the outcome at the same time, kind of, you know, I was like, it would have been really cool to see Croatia win it. I agree, um, but they didn't, so suck it. Anyway, um, so you should be no surprise I'm going to ask you about this. Sorry to bother you. I did not see it. You son of a bitch. Listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Johnny's got, Johnny has fucking busy weekends, right? I do stuff on my weekends. I don't always have time to just block out two hours to go sit down and see a movie. I'm sorry. This shit's important. I knew you weren't going to see it. I didn't have time to see it. This shit's important. You need to make time. Well, listen, I'm going to make support. You you complain about not having black voices and shit in media and representation. That's what you complain about all the damn time. That's your hang up. That's your damn thing. So you can you can be happy that you're supporting the thing that you have your hang up on. I am not gonna be guilt tripped in the fact that I didn't have time to go see this on opening weekend. I'm sorry. Whatever. Whatever. Talk to big game. Big talker. Whatever. No no show. No, I have you have, have you seen Wrinkle in Time yet? Of course I've seen Wrinkle in Time. We went over this like a month ago. Okay. Two months ago. Okay. Calm that shit down. Listen, I have a wife, so and so so my I can wait. It's not always mine. So so in three months we can talk about. Sorry to bother you, is what I'm hearing. Probably. You son of a How bitch. How long did it take you to listen to Open Mike Eagle? That's, that's neither here nor there. Exactly. There's so, plenty so. of black voices. There are plenty of black voices in, in rap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of black voices in uh-huh. media. You don't hear most of those black voices in rap, so. Until you, what's that gotta do with anything? Until, what's that do with until you, I don't start, need to support because uh, it's already been supported. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, not the, uh, the the rappers who have a real message, who are talking about real shit. Not the black nerd rappers. They're not top forty. They're underground. They need your support. You know there. what? That that brings you're up not there. something else. That's that brings up something else I wanted to talk about. The Emmys came out, and I could care fucking less about the Emmys. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I don't who's nominated. Care. Yeah, neither do I. But the reason I, I brought it up is because I know I do know that like a lot of uh, diverse and black voices and, and people got not nominated and stuff. But um, the the reason I, I brought it up is because I, I just it 
when we talk about like award shows, like the only one like I really care about, I think I, mean, I don't even care about the Oscars, but like that's the only one that I think uh, the, like the Oscars and Golden Globes are probably the few that I that I think are still relevant, you know. Bec- and I say that because there's so much television out there. Like like that's one of the reasons I don't care about the Grammys and who wins there is because there's so much music out there and there's so much tele television out there that's it almost illegitimizes the winners because it's like the only people who really get nominated are, um, it's not, I'm not saying that it's not because they don't deserve it, but it's more like political, you know, it's more about which, which studios and which companies will, will go out there and pimp their stuff more, you know, because like the, I don't know if anybody in the expanse got nominated for anything and I, I seriously doubt it, but it's like the expanse is probably one of the best shows on television. And if we're, we're giving awards to like best shows on television, how the expanse is not in that conversation is beyond me, you know, and, and, and things like that. So it's like, it, it just seems like it's the popular kids that really get nominated for like the Emmys and Grammys and stuff like that. Well, I mean, listen, it's, it's kind of the reason why I, I'm not a big fan of awards in general because they never award the best, the best people. Like going back to obviously, I'm biased. I'm a big fan of Open Mike Eagle, but his last album, Brick Body Kids Still Dream, is like critically acclaimed. He's getting all this this press from uh, different critics and stuff like that. He has no chance of ever getting a Grammy because he doesn't work with a big top 40 label. He's not like out there on, you know, TMZ or or putting himself out there in that manner. And that's the same way it is with TV shows and movies. You have all these movies that end up winning because they fit this formula of what is considered an award-winning film or award-winning TV show. It's the reason why like fucking Big Bang Theory keeps fucking winning Emmys over and over again. Like, how is the fuck is it that Sheldon has won, like, five Emmys? That dude's not funny. If you've seen five episodes, you've seen every episode. Exactly. You know, I mean, if Open Mike Eagle is out there smacking his girlfriend around or something like that and getting bad press for that, his, he might have, a you know, a chance of getting a Grammy. But he's a good dude, you know, he puts out good music and, you know, he's not attached to a giant record label. So, like... Like you said, he's not going to get a Grammy or anything like that. But then everybody knew that um, that uh, mumble rapper from like SoundCloud or whatever that got killed recently, and it's like that's just I don't know. It's I mean that's the way the world works. But I think that's one thing I like about like you know things like Spotify and um, Pandora is like there's so much music out there that that winning a Grammy really is I mean it's a big deal to to like that pop stuff but it just seems like the only stuff that wins is pop stuff yeah I mean it's the reason why you I I'm I don't think there's been a black rapper who's won album of the year you know it's one of those things that everybody knows you can win it with R&B like Beyonce but you can't win it if you're a black rapper um you have and uh, I look at these shows, I look at these musical, all these awards ceremonies, all they are is just like pageantry for the studio to pat themselves on the back, and all these real deserving pieces, whether they be actors in small shows, I know this year has a lot of diversity and there are a lot of independent projects that got stuff, but like, no one thinks they're really going to win. There are going to be some that are going to win just because the public pressure is going to be so big. Like, Donald Glover is such a popular name right now, and he deserves it, but I can't imagine Atlanta not winning at a, a, a least one or two 
awards this year. And and yet, you know, part of that is because it's good, but part of it also is because they're so buzzy now, and that will just give them more clout. You know, it's like it's like the Grammys. You the Grammys always seem to give awards to the CDs that need a little more sales. Mm. Oh my goodness, the People's Choice Awards are still around. I didn't know that. Well, I think it's funny when people are like getting mad. Like I saw some beef. Someone like. Taylor Swift feels like she got slighted for like in one of the categories for the VMAs and it's like fucking VMAs aren't real awards. Like they're awards only they they count as much as far as like recognition as much as like a kid's bank like 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 what like the, MTV movie awards. Yeah, like those things aren't real awards. Those have no distinction whatsoever. Mhm. It's just I don't know. It's, this makes me hate award ceremonies. That's all. Yeah. And and something else I, I wanted to talk about. Um, what are some like popular things that you just have no inkling to watch or you haven't watched or, you, you know, listen to? You know, because I was thinking about, like, you look at some of these, the Emmy stuff, and, like, I haven't watched probably any of those shows. Like, I haven't watched a single episode of Atlanta, which, you know, maybe I should be ashamed about. I don't know. Um, I, I haven't watched, like, Insecure, or, or what is it, the, the one with uh, uh, This Is Us, or whatever? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I get that, but, like, This Is Us, that's some fucking, like, sentimental bullshit. I'm not on that train anyways, you know? So <laughs> I, I wouldn't watch that anyways. That has nothing to do with Who's in or anything like that? I just wouldn't watch that stuff. Um, yeah, but I think, but like, I think, like even podcasts. Like, I, I've never listened to Joe Rogan Experience or, um, uh, you know, some of those big podcasts that everyone, you know, kind of knows. Well, we still had look. When I think about that stuff, like, um, I don't know. I there's so many popular things that I I, I look at. And I'm just like. People are too eager for you to watch it for it to be that good. It's always a disappointment. I call it um, the Wedding Crashers effect. Like, I remember when Wedding Crashers came out, everyone saw it. And everyone was telling me how great it was, how you have to go and see it. You have to go and see it. And then I went and saw it and was just fucking disappointed. Like, yeah. so disappointed. Like, this is not that. This is not a great movie. Like, why am I... It's the reason why, like, one of the reasons why I'm now at this point where I'm like, I'm never going to watch Frozen. Like, I have no I have no <laughs> desire to watch it, and now I don't want to watch it just because everyone's like, you have to watch it. It's the great... Like, when people are like, it's the greatest Disney movie, and I'm like, have you seen The Lion King? Right. Have you seen Aladdin? Because... But, but that's the thing, though. You have to see talk. it to, to the... I don't know. I... I I have no inkling to see Frozen because I don't have kids and I'm not a child, I guess. I don't know. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Like, that's just not in my orb. But, I mean, if I was, I don't know, like, if, if for Getting Rank, which will be coming out soon, uh, if you ever did, like, best uh, Disney movies and I was on that show, I would watch Frozen just to be able to, nope. you know, have that in my vocabulary. Nope. If I do, I do plan on doing Disney uh, movies. I'm splitting them up between like uh, pre-80s Disney movies and then 80s to like 2000-ish. And uh, I probably will stop around that time just so I don't have to watch Frozen because 
That's not cool. Fuck that noise. You hear me? Fuck That's that noise. Cool. Let it go, people. I'm not gonna watch it. Let it go. I mean, listen, I've never seen it, and I know it's not better than Moana. Frozen? Yeah. I've heard Moana wasn't all that good. I would love to know who told you that so I can stab them in their sleep or mm. while they're awake. Doesn't matter. I'm okay with either. Um, because fucking, it's so good. Have You still haven't seen it, have you? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about someone not watch a movie after someone suggested it to you. You don't care about Polynesian diversity, Reg? It's only brown <laughs> diversity? Black and brown? I care about every kind of diversity. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go see that um, uh, Filthy Rich Asians. I'm going to buy a ticket for it. I'm definitely I'm, not going to Yeah, you're it. right. I'm going to buy a ticket for it. I probably won't see it. Or I might go watch, like, the first 30 minutes. If it doesn't capture me, then I'll, I'll just leave. <sighs> Not, not, no. Maybe I should see if certain somebody wants to see it, and then go up in Boston and see it. Yeah, actually, that you should do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. I'm just not really into. I had a real good one that popped in my head. Um, something along the the podcast that I just don't want to. Joe Rogan's one that I like. I like getting clips of it on Twitter, but I'm like, I don't want to. I feel like Joe Rogan. That podcast has got to be pretty hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're not a dude bro. Um, not that he's just a dude bro. Like Joe Rogan is a kaleidoscope of personality and character. And like he will surprise you a lot. Um, he... I think he will surprise you the same way that Shepard Smith surprised you. I disagree with that. I, I, I think that's completely wrong. He's um, uh, Joe Rogan. As a person who's followed Joe Rogan through... Fear Factor comedy and through mixed martial arts since like I don't know the mid 90s. Um, like I can say that Joe Rogan one one thing I like about Joe Rogan is he's not he doesn't lean left or right. That dude is a uh, kaleidoscope. Like he'll hit everyone from each side just because he understands just how bullshit politics and economics truly really are. And that's the thing I I will always give him. It's like he'll tell. He tells ugly truths, and a lot of people don't like it when the ugly truth he tells happens to be in an area that they support or something like that. But I give him credit for always being the person who's like, yo, this is just how it is, you know, and you can love it or like it, you can change it or not, but this is how shit goes. So, I mean, Mm, Joe Rogan's definitely a person... Uh, that I think for the most part I respect his... I I guess for me the thing is like I've only seen snippets of Joe Rogan and every snippet I've seen has been like kind of dude bro-ish except for the occasional thing that someone's like oh my god look what this woke thing that that, uh, Joe Rogan said so I guess it's just I haven't really followed him but like the few encounters I've had I've just been like eh that's not for me I follow his. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I follow him on Twitter. Um, and what I like about him is, he's like, if you follow him on Twitter, you'll get enough videos and enough clips. Um, and again, the thing I like about him is he he comes off as a very genuine person in the sense that he's not like different. The same Joe Rogan that's on his podcast is the same one that's on TV TMZ. If you see him on the side of the road, it's the same one you see on uh, UFC. Like, he doesn't change. He is who he is. And that's what I respect about him. You know, he's going to be like, yeah, Trump's a fucking racist, but what are we going to do about him? Like, that's that's what I like about him. He's He 
cuts through so much of other people's bullshit to get people to talk and either admit that they admit the reality that the world is uh, the way it is or to show just how much of a coward they are mm. but he has long podcasts some of his podcasts are like three hours I, you know, if your podcast is over an hour and 40 minutes consistently I ain't in for that shit yeah um it's funny you should say that because one thing I, I was wondering is uh, because you know we always talk about um podcasts and and you know we have our lists every now and again but how many podcasts or shows or etc do you like like um give into or or whatever before you like give up on it you know like how many do you have to skip because like like for for me I rarely skip a show like I'll rarely just be like I'm done with that show um because like I don't know I'm just kind of a completionist but uh like Arrow is a show that I was like you know what I'm done with this uh and then then like recently some of the podcasts well I'm not gonna name them but like um like like uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History he is so unfortunately he's so spotty with when he puts it out that like I'm now three episodes behind and this is three episodes when you know they come out with like six months in between episodes you know and and it's just because it's like well i don't there's no rush to listen to it because one his episodes now are like four or five hours long so that's a long thing to listen to and then two is like i'll get to it when i i'll get to it eventually because i know that there's no rush to listen to that before the next episode comes out then like next thing i know i've got like four in the can or something yeah for me it's usually how many i know that once it backs up to like five and i haven't even like the thought of starting it like it's just like nope i'll Especially if I will listen to a episode I've already listened to over before listening to that one, then I know I'm done. Um, I think about The Walking Dead um, when, after a while, I was just like, you know, I I had one show, then I had three shows, then I had like next, you know, it's a you know, twenty episode season with a break in the middle, and they're coming back from the break episode 11 and I haven't watched episode 2 and I'm like yeah I'm done I'm done, I'm done with this I don't have to watch this I'm done um, yeah I think for me once I get 4 shows in a can then I'm like um, I guess either I'm going to sit down binge it and get caught up or I'm just done with it because like DuckTales they had a, a new DuckTales that came out I think last year maybe or, or, or the second half of the first season was just recently sometime this year but like I, I realized that i was four episodes behind and i was like i should get caught up and i was like no i really don't need to you know and uh another show that's kind of like that um westworld what was a bit like that like i i, I forgot about it you know and then i had to get caught up to finish it finish the season archer that's a show that i i always start out strong and then I'm like, I'll just wait till the season's over and binge watch it or not. Um, I, I get that feeling. Archer's one of those shows that I will, same with you, I usually don't start off strong. I usually st- watch the first two episodes, forget it about it for five weeks, can't catch up on DVR or on On Demand, and then I just wait for the season to be done and watch the whole thing. 
But there's some shows um, where, like I say, I'll record like a whole season on the DVR on our DirecTV machine, and it's just like, for instance, I have the third, third or fourth season of The Strain on our DVR, and it's been on there for about a year and a half. That's a show I had to give up on. I just could not do it. It was just, it kept getting so stupid. And just, like, I hate child actors, and that kid is the worst. He's worse than Carl. So, here's the thing. I watched up to the end of the third season. I believe it was the end of the third season. And, um... And I'm watching the show. The third season ends with this big climatic event. But the thing that kills me about it is not so much that, like, what happened with the event... It's what they have done in this show. And again, it's the same thing that The Walking Dead did, where they had this formula, and they just repeat it so hard that you already know, like, in each... As you're watching the episode where it's supposed to be the shock, you're like, well, here comes the shock, and then it's like, boom, shocking. And you're like, great, nice. And, you know, that's exactly what happened was exactly what we thought would happen. You know, like, I can't stand a show... Where people act completely unnatural. You know, where people who are in some event for years still act as if it's the first time, the first day it's happening. You know? Yeah. You have, mm-hmm. And for instance, with The Strain, you have this boy who's kidnapped by these monsters that are killing people all over the place. It would be like if aliens, it would be like if Xenoforms came down and. You know, we're just killing people, but systematically killing people. And you got kidnapped by one of them who possessed your mom with a symbiote inside of them. And you still were like, this is cool. She's still my mom. I see her feeding on people. She's still my mom. I see her spitting acid. She's still my mom. It's cool. I'm going to trust her. Like, it's the batshit nature. And I don't know. I I didn't realize until after, like, the third season that... This is actually based on a book, um, like a three. Oh yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, and it makes me want to read the book to see what the differences are, because I can't imagine what book that was that could have made uh, them make that that TV series because it's not good. It's not good. I, I think it's an interesting premise. The problem is that it's just. Uh, it, it, it's something else that I, that bugged me is that like there are these vampires in in New York or whatever. It seems like everybody knows about it, but nobody's trying to do anything about it. At least when I stopped watching, you know, they're like like the government wasn't coming in there to just manhandle everything or do everything. You know, like there's a media blackout. I'm like, there are vampires that are real. That would change the world, and nobody's talking about it. And I just, I was like, I don't get this show. And then everybody's making stupid choices. The people who are trying to kill the vampires are the ones who are being hunted by the government, you know. I was like, okay. I just, I just don't get it. But, uh, yeah, so, whatever. It is what it is. I don't know. It's, it's just hard to watch some shows. And, and I think that the shows I give up more, uh, the, the, the fastest on, um, are... Uh, shows where someone, um, someone else suggests to me or tells me it's so great, and then as I watch it, I'm like, "Fuck, man, come on!" Like, um, I think about 
Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad in particular. Everyone told me how great those shows were, and I didn't make it through the first half of the first season of either of those shows. Mm, that's interesting. I'm like, I'm dis- I'm not interested in this shit. I don't know. I don't, you know, I hate shows where people tell me it's the greatest thing ever, and then it's like, it just doesn't get there, so. I don't know. Anyway, talking about shows, uh, Titans, did you... What did you think about that trailer? I looked at the trailer. Uh, I don't... I That show's not going to be good. Um, it, it looks like a pile of garbage. Uh, <laughs> first of all, the, the Raven character, she shouldn't be the one who's helpless. Um, no, she should, because that's how the, the te- te- Teen Titans came together in the first place. It was because Raven was running from uh, her father, and uh, the, the team came to together all these you know different guys that came together to yeah, help but her she, knew, she knew what her powers were like in this one she's like i don't know what's happening to me i'm so scared but sometimes i like it when i'm bad what's wrong with me i don't want to watch that bullshit i already don't want to see that shit um <laughs> where's cyborg i don't think Cyborg's gonna be in it because he's in the movie then fuck it i don't fucking want to see it don't want to see it if I, I i was like i'll give it two episodes nope but it does look hella bad. Like, I was conflicted at first. I was like, I kind of want to see this. But then, like, the uh, Beast Boy thing, I was like, that is so bad. Yeah, that is so bad CG. That does not look good. Does that does not, not look, look good. good at all. Like, literally, for Beast Boy, they should make it a gimmick. Whenever he turns into a creature, he should run behind something solid, and then the creature should pop up. Like, literally, uh, that should be their running gags, the fact that you never actually see Beast Boy change into the beast. And the character should even remark upon it, even have villains remark upon it. But to have bad CGI, I would rather have a spoof shit than have bad CGI. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I want it to be good, Rich. I just don't think it will be. Yeah. Uh... Before we move on uh, to our our main topic, which is true crime, uh, let's talk about some real crime. Uh, Some real true crime. I guess it is true crime. Trump in Russia. I think we talked about it last uh, episode, but then... um, Yeah, so we we talked about it last episode, but it was before shit. It was more in like, oh, he left the NATO summit. He's going to go talk to uh, Putin by himself. What the fuck? Um, It was before he went full bad shit off the reservation treasonous president line like, yeah like it just it blew my mind it would not take it back like i think i'm at a point now where nothing that he does could really shock me um and i agree with it, it, i if, agree with you if, for the most part uh-huh. this was not something i saw coming like i i did not i expected him to just dance around or not answer questions on the did Trump do the or did the Russians have an effect on the uh, the election did they help manipulate it influence whatever to have him sit up there next to Putin looking like a kid who sitting next to his bully in grade school or somebody who was going to the principal's office exactly just sitting there with his boss next to him, be like, no, nope, no, nope, he didn't do anything, I believe him, I believe him. To sit there and be like, yes, I understand that what my Senate Intelligence Committee is saying, what the CIA is saying, what the FBI is saying, I know what um, Interpol and my friends in NATO are saying, and the EU are saying, but I really believe him. 
Mm-hmm. I really believe it's just one of those things where you're just like, it was two th- two things for me. One, you knew that the liberals were that's all they were going to talk about for the next few days, and that's all they have talked about. Oh my God, what are we going to do about this Trump Russia thing? How are we going to get this man? How are we, he's attacking our democracy? Yada yada, all the skies falling shit. And then on the right, you have the reaction of some people being like, this is batshit crazy. Like, the number of old hawks, especially the 80s, 90s old hawks who were like, yo, this shit's unacceptable. Like, Mm -hmm. we didn't spend all this time fighting the Soviets to let you fucking let them walk in the front door with guest pass and security cards. Yeah, but 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 they were also so eager to go and let him walk at back by you know that that bullshit. Well, what I meant was win it instead of would or you know it was like whatever, my man. I mean, we we all saw you for what it is, and and that's why like I just I'm just not concerned with anything that he does or anything that happens until November, because I think in November that's when you know that's when everybody puts their feet to the fire. November is when whatever happens or has been happening matters and if if we can't win in november then you know it's game over whatever watch the world burn start voting republicans so that they could really crash everything and then we could start over um well that's the reason why i'm just you know i was shocked by what he said but as soon as i saw the reaction that came out from both sides i was like yeah this is just fucking everyone is just either digging their toes in or digging their head in the sand uh, you have these Republicans who are like, it's unacceptable, but I'm still going to vote for him, basically, and push every, his whole agenda through. Uh, mm-hmm. You have, I mean, look, you have uh, you have these Republicans talking about, like, oh, we feel we're uneasy about his uh, relation, his close relationship with, you know, the far-right media, particularly Fox News, and then they don't blink an eye or say any criticism when he hires, uh, was it Bill Nice, the uh, former guy who ran Fox News. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they talk about his these indictments that came out against these Russians right before Trump had his meeting with Putin and they're talking about, you know, more evidence that this is serious and then Trump goes and says this shit about believing Russia and not believing his own intelligence and they talk about how much they don't like him but yet they're still ready to push through his people and they're ready to put in, um, they just confirmed the new head of the criminal justice department under the department of justice that guy has no prosecution experience and he uh has ties to russia yeah 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 so i guess we should start learning russian everybody let's fucking get ready to comrades let's just come with me when becky and i become kiwis and move out to uh new zealand Mm-hmm. It's happening. Well, with that, let's uh, move into our main topic, uh, true crime. And uh, w- one of the reasons I kind of thought to bring it up is because I did finish Young Charlie because <clears throat> I was tired of you bitching about it. Um, your wine was not all that delicious. And um, so, yeah, I finished it, and it was... It's okay. It was what it was. I mean, I, like I, I, I went on my Charlie Manson rant. I just, I have no care for that man. He is just a crazy dude 
who got other crazy people to do his crazy shit, and he's not all that special. In my opinion, I think there are more interesting uh, serial killers out there. I don't even know why he's considered a serial killer, considering he didn't actually kill anyone. He just had some people do it, and it was one of those things. It was like, you know, drugs and rock and roll, and that's what Charlie Manson was all about. I mean, you know, so... Whatever, I, I've never understood the, the cultural love affair ar- around him. I do find it interesting that, you know, true crime has become such a big thing lately. You know, it's like really mainstream with uh, podcasts like My Favorite Murder and um, Last Podcast on the Left and uh, Serial and uh, who else am I missing? The big ones. Um, you said serial, my favorite murder, last podcast on the left has a bunch of true crime topics in it, um, there are a lot of them out there, it's not hard to find them, but I think true crime is such a big, uh, thing these days, just because a lot of people, I think, are interested in, in crime, uh, not just the details of it, but, like, the macabre nature, you know, the darkness that makes someone do some of these crimes, as well as just... Learning the, the, you know, the facts of how did this person get into this situation, how did this person become this monster, um, as well as, um, you know, how did the police find these guys, if they did. Right. You know, and, and, and ladies, ladies, they, they get their murder on too, um, but as far as true crime, especially when you're thinking about serial killers and, you know, disturbed killers, they do tend to be guys more often than not. But, you know, it's it, I think it's it's kind of crazy to think about um, some of these monsters that are out there because, you know, it's kind of reason why we like scary movies. We know these monsters are out there in some way, even if they are, um, you know, not as crazy as like Jason or some of the other, whatchamacallit, uh, crazy slashers you see in horror films. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my big thing. That's the reason why I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to know. What fascinates you about true crime? I think it's really just the um, the I guess the darkness of about it. You know, uh, I, there's so many things that I can think of as far as like crimes. Like I can imagine murdering someone uh, because they did something to someone I love. I could understand that. What I can't understand is murdering, like, 15 people, especially, like, 15 strangers, like, who you have no connection to, you just, something crazy happens, snaps in front of you, inside of you, and next you know, you, you go on these, these crime sprees, or you have this sickness that repeats, uh, through violence, um, and I think it's crazy to hear some of these stories, you know, because some of these people, um, are, they come from great families, and they're the only dark spot in their family so it's like what caused this other people are like man you know you never had a fucking chance kind of a way it's kind of one reason you know to connect it to like young charlie i listening to that podcast the first two episodes going through his young life as a child um looking at his family life and how fucked up it was and then his younger life when he's like a teen when he should be in school and he should be you know developing these social skills Instead, he's in, you know, breaking the law, or he's in prison, and he's being abused, and it's like, yeah, man, this guy, 
this guy, because of, you know, whatever, whether it be his upbringing or lack thereof, because of a broken system, a person who might have just been a career criminal or just maybe just a bad person ends up being a, um, a psychopathic murderer or influencing psychopathic um, actions and murder. Do you think his parents were his uh, mother and her brother were banging? Yeah, and that's the, and that's the thing. Like you, you. That's what I thought too. Like when they were talking about how close they were and how they were doing all this stuff together, I was like, I bet they were banging. Mm-hmm. I bet there's some Lannister shit going on there that that uh, people aren't talking about. I just. But I, I mean, for me, what I find interesting about it is. The, the like the only kind of true crime that I really like is when there's like a complete story. Like I don't like it open ended and shit. Um, and what I find interesting is the, like looking into the psyche of these people and not so much um, why they are the way they are, but you know how they kind of see the world and how skewered things are. But then at the same time, I'm also investigate. I'm I'm also interested. In- interested in the investigation itself like I, it amazes me how many times like people could have been stopped and just weren't because of the way the police reacted to certain crimes like there's so many times where it's like oh yeah he beat up his girlfriend and crushed her face in and yada 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 and then he went to jail for a month and was out on good you know Pro, uh, good behavior mm-hmm. and then he beat another woman yada 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 and then it's like the f- sixth time he went to jail he was like oh I gotta start killing these women so that they can't testify against me he's like how many times have we heard oh I've gotta stop start killing these women so that they can't hurt me you know and it's like it's fucked up that there's so many of these stories that are like that so many stories where like like prostitutes were being killed by these serial killers and these guys got high body counts but it was because they were sex workers or because they were runaways or because they were you know marginalized type people these guys got away with this stuff you know like there's that um serial killer up in chicago recently who's killing all these black girls and stuff the green river killer like he killed so many women but because the fact, like you say, they were sex workers, no one cared about them. And, listen, crime and punishment in the 60s and 70s and, and 80s, for the most part of the 80s, and then they started to get shit together in the late 80s, but, like, those three decades were fucking insane. Especially if you were a woman. God almighty. Like, stalking, that wasn't even a thing. Oh, yeah. That wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, not even a thing. And, the, and even today, it's not taken all that seriously. No, it's not. I mean, you got to do so much to prove. you got to go through so many lengths to prove that it's sexual stalking before they'll do the smallest bit of of anything, you know? Um, I mean, I, the fact that rape cases... I mean, there's so many rape cases just sitting there, you know? It, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. And that's the thing I think about true crime. I think you can tell a lot about a society and the way they protect their citizens. And as you look at, like, the 60s and 70s and 80s in America, people just did not protect the people who weren't rich and access and connected. And it's not much different today, but, I mean, the idea that someone can rape three people and the third time is when they start getting years instead of months, 
Like, that shit blows my absolutely fucking mind. Ed Kemper murdered his fucking grandparents. Murdered his grandparents when he was, like, 16, 17. They charged Mm -hmm. him as a juvenile, and he was out by, like, 1920. That shit is bonkers. Imagine hearing today that a guy shot his grandma, waited for his grandpa to get back home, and as soon as he stepped on the porch, shot him in the back of the head. And they, were, yeah. and they were like, uh, year and a half. And that's the thing, too, is, like, you can see the, like, almost you can see the the problems in society in some of this stuff. Because it's like, if Ed Kemper was a black guy. Oh, dude. Motherfucker never would have gotten past his he, grandparents. Would've he would have gotten to the grandparents and that would have been it. Yep. You know, and it's just, it, it is a, it's kind of amazing to see these stories like i find it so interesting and like i find interesting all the uh you know all the people that surround it like the fandom for some of this stuff you know all these people who are like learning things about you know about themselves and about society and and learning how to protect themselves because of hearing all these stories you know like citizen um uh, crowdsourcing, like like crime solving and cold case and things like that, it's really interesting. I think um, there was this show that got canceled because of the the uh, something Piven, Jeff, Jeremy Piven, yep. uh, um, Wisdom of the Crowd, and it was basically the idea was, you know, people would f- come together to solve a case. You know, you you get everybody together to look at these things that people just miss because you only have one or two people looking at it and and they would solve it and stuff like that and i think that you know one day that might actually be a you know a reality where people are just you know because you have a bunch of people like like people who are retirees you know and they they go and volunteer to help and try and solve these these cold cases and stuff like that and they have solved cold cases you know there's so many people doing a lot of so many unsung heroes doing a lot of work to solve some of these cases, you know. It's For me, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you talk about the rape cases, you talk about people who are using their free time, their retirement, um, to solve these cold cases. It speaks to what a society, how good a society is based on, you know, what they value, what they prioritize. Um, you know, we talk about how much we love our daughters and how our wives and daughters are our queens and and princesses of our of our lives but yet we still have this horrific rape culture that minimizes women and minimizes victims we still have like you say untested rape tests um uh we still have all this backlog of evidence that could be run and it's like one of the things about true crime is you get to see how things have gotten better, but also how we still need to keep pushing forward. And I think that we as a society just need to have the will to force our systems of authority to focus on what's important and hopefully to do it equally, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the idea that we still have rock turners raping people, getting caught red-handed doing it, and getting six months. Okay, here here's something that may be controversial, but do you think that when when all this care about you know protecting women and all that, I f- I feel like it's protecting women from everybody except for white dudes. Like as long as if white dudes are doing violence and mistreating white or uh, mistreating women, then it's it just seems like it's okay. 
or or not necessarily okay, but it's not the the protection isn't extended to to victims of white male crime because I'm I just looking like looking at the Brock Turners and stuff. It's like these guys are are getting you know they're committing these crimes against these women and then like nothing really happens to them. You know, people talk about, well, we got to think about their future. But then like, if you or I were to do something like what Brock Turner did, we would not see the outside till we were like, you know, for 20, 30 years, you know? Um, well, I think that's kind of one of the issues. Um, I think that's one of the issues of white supremacy, which is, if we're honest, is, really white male supremacy because that really is the biggest issue in America yeah I mean white supremacy is lended to white women just because they tend to marry white men more like that's if they could exclude them like they used to they would like we know that to be true so it's not that surprising that you know the protections are for everyone except for victims of white males like the the problem is you still have these old white men who are looking down at these kids and saying, oh, that could have been me, or in my day, we did worse. Well, I don't understand what the issue is, you know? I don't think that's mm-hmm. necessarily a societal thing as much as it is... I mean, it is a societal thing, but the reason why it's still so evident in, in places like, you know, the halls of justice is because, you know, there aren't there aren't enough women and minorities who are there who are saying, you don't get to slide because you look like me when I was younger because you remind me of my brother or my son. Um, I think about Larry Nasser, uh, the doctor with uh, U.S. Gymnastics and how that woman judge pulled no punches. You know, and all these people are like, oh my god, she's being so rude to him. It's just like, yeah, you say that yeah. because mm-hmm. you know, you have sympathy for him because you could see yourself being there. As opposed to other people who are like, yeah, I know what... Uh, I know what it feels like to be a victim of a white man. If I'm yeah, like I, I, I wonder if like like I wonder if there's a problem there that we see like most serial killers are white men. Like you don't hear a lot of black serial killers or or even female serial killers for that matter. It it, it and I just wonder like. Is there something there that that could be addressed to kind of fix like those kinds of problems? Um, because like I also wonder too, like you think about uh, cults and stuff, and I cannot think of the last like the last cult major cult that I can probably think of is um the the sneaker guys. Ah, uh, snap. Um, um, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure there are other cults out there. Maybe they're just keeping their notes. Or then the Branch Davidians, I guess. But, I mean, still, like, you just... It, it seems like in the 60s and 70s, there were so many freaking cults everywhere. And I just wonder why... Like, because I, I got to think that those people are still susceptible and they're still around today. And you would think that cults would be easier today with, with uh, social media and stuff. But, like, you just don't really hear about them. Like, I think... Well, when it comes to true crime, my favorite thing is cults. Like just the idea that all these people would lend all their their livelihood and their minds and their souls to this one charismatic person, I find to be very, very fascinating. Well, it's because people are lost. That's what it is. It's people who have like who are so lost that they have 
um, they're looking for anything to reaffirm their life. So think about like those people out in Oregon who like get all these people to sell their goods and come here and to work for them, or the 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 cults in Arizona and Utah, the uh, polygamous cults who broke away from the Mormon Church, who are like getting guys to give up their wives and their daughters to be quote-unquote wives slash sex slaves for these dudes like talk to any normal guy and be like yo would you let your best buddy have sex with your 12 year old daughter not just have sex marry and impregnate your 12 year old daughter would you watch this one guy take your wife from you like right you know that's that the, the, it's, it takes a special type of broken person to allow themselves to be victimized in that way. Um, and I think it is a lot of people who are desperate and who are just, just you know, despairing for anything. Um, you know what? I, I, I take that back. I just remember one of the, the most recent cult, the uh, Smallville actress, Allison Mack. She oh, was yeah, in that, that's uh, right. that's, that sex slave cult thing. You have kidnapping women and using them for prostitution. Okay, now here's something I, I wanted to bring up because every time I think about cults, like this is something, and it's not a hot take or anything, but do you think, I think, what is the difference really between a cult and a religion? Like the only thing I can think of is time. You know, no, it's, because... It's social acceptance. Cause, so I took a... That too. I took a, a um, philosophy of religion course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also took a history of religion course. And both times, two different professors, two different fields, one of the things that they said was like an essential rule is all religions are cults. Now, people don't want to accept that because they're like, no, I'm 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 American Baptist, I'm Roman Catholic. Like, no, all religions are cults. A cult yeah, basically like... is just a, a group of people who are dedicated to a set of of belief a belief structure. That's it. Yeah, because like I was thinking. I could see that if we traveled a hundred years in the future, that Scientology would be an accepted religion. Fuck yeah, dude. That's the reason why you're like, um, whenever you said, whenever you said, what's it called? Uh, God, what'd you say? Oh, there, I can't remember the last cult. I'm like, dude, Scientology. Like that shit is, and, and think about, about it. Like, Whenever you want to make fun of Scientology, but then you apply that to, say, you know, any other long-term religious uh, organization, it's all the same, you know? Scientology, I think, is it's easier to make fun of just because, you know, it's it feels extra fake, I guess. You know, because mm-hmm. you, you have this religion made by a guy who was just a dude. You know, he was a science fiction writer who made a religion. Not not a good one at that. Not a good one at that. Not a good scientific science fiction writer who wrote who then built a religion that is science fiction heavy and then got a bunch of people to basically give him money. Like he's just you're like, yo, Scientology is just a pyramid scheme. But like it is it is as crazy as if Stephen King came up with a a, a religion of his own. And, and they're like, you know, we gotta sacrifice uh, a cat to keep, you know, pulling stuff out of a cat, pet cemetery. Maybe we do this to keep the the gods, the evil undead gods, from coming back. You'd be like, right. oh, shit's fucking bonkers. 
I mean, and 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 we're since we're talking about religion and, and religions we can't take seriously. I mean, the Mormons, Church of Latter Day Saints. I just I, that's mind boggling to me that that is still a religion that just like everyone's okay with. You know, it's like it, it's just you know this dude wanted you know to marry all these different women and like just looking at you look at the history of that church is like come on come on man I, I don't know how but then i guess you could see the same thing about catholicism and christianity and all that stuff too i mean on the face of it it's all kind of insane it, it all is is a bit of stretch of the imagination i guess that really is what faith is all about and we've diverged from our main topic but i, I just do find you know Cult's interesting, and when we're talking about true crime, that's my favorite kind of genre, uh, cults. cults. Well, I think cults are just interesting because, again, it's it takes that same disturbed nature that um, a serial killer or a, a, you know, a criminal assaulter or you know even a serial rapist, it, it takes that weird, macabre, crazy nature and puts it on such a big scale. Like, the idea that you could convince people... To try and poison an entire town, an entire oh, town. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, at what point do you get off the train? Because, and that's the thing that I always get with cults. I'm like, when did you not? What point did you get so crazy that everything sounded okay to you? Yeah, because like even uh, uh, Jim Jones, like those people, they knew that they were poisoning each other and drinking poison. And some of them were holding folks down and killing folks. That you know, like it was when. It's, it amazes me that, like, some of these people who get away, like, I, I'm always amazed that, oh, so that was the point, you know, like, the the final straw kind of, you know, for them. And for, like, um, some of those people, it was like, it was, I was with you for everything when you killed a senator and you killed all these people. I was with you, but then you wanted to start poisoning the children, and that was where I had to get off. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, it's just, it is mind-boggling that, that where people draw the line you know and then you also i also wonder do these cult leaders believe their own bullshit you know how many of them are just like i can't uh, how many of them actually believe it and how many of them are like i'm just amazed that i can get away with this stuff yeah i mean it, it blows my mind to think about um particularly the the jonestown what's the jonestown yeah, yeah, that that, mm-hmm. that cult. Um, I listened to the Sword and Scale on that, where they are playing like the the recordings of the day before leading in, or I guess the day leading into the night where the majority of the suicides happened, murders happened. If we're being quite clear, and there's this woman who's pleading about like, why can't we go to Russia? Why can't we go to this place? Why can't we send the kids away? Why can't we? Why does everyone and like all these. And not even Jim Jones. Jim Jones is out of his mind at this point. You know, so mm-hmm. like, you're like, okay, this is whatever. That, that guy can't be held accountable. But you hear these people who are just like yelling at this woman. Why can't you be decent? Why are you Why are you stressing the kids out before this big moment, this ritual stress? Why are you stressing the kids out before we murder them, shoot some, strangle some, poison some? You know, like, and and... At what point when people are dying from cyanide poisoning, which is not a good, that's not an easy death. You don't just fall asleep. You fucking convulse and, you know, people break their backs 
from point from that particular. Which, which is always funny to see uh, inspire movies when people take a cyanide pill and they're like, "Oh, he took a cyanide pill and he's foaming out of the mouth and die." Like, no, it's worse. It's than way that. worse than that. Like, imagine it's not an easy way to imagine go. Imagine snapping your neck because your body is flexing and flexing, contracting and contracting, contracting on. Yeah, no. Um, and that's the thing for me. Like, I just don't understand. <clears throat> I don't understand why more people don't get it. Why there aren't more last survivor stories, you know? Because in the final days of Waco, people could have left. People could have run out, you know? The Brantsovinians would not have shot their owner who were leaving, like... You know what I think it is? I think there's a uh, a mental block when people just do not... They, they go so far down a path that they can't turn back and admit that everything that they've done is so messed up and so wrong. And I think... When we were talking about, you know, things like that, I think that's probably why you see the GOP. What, what you see, I think that's what you see happening in the GOP. They've gone so far down the road with Trump that they just can't go back because mentally, mentally they can't overcome that hurdle. Like you, you get to a point where they've crossed like the point of no return. It's like I can't turn back. I just have to keep on going till this thing crashes and burns and hope that we can somehow be clean in, in, in the end. And I, I think that's what is the problem with some, um, you know, with Colts. It's like it's the, the uh, frog in the, in the water, you know. You keep turning up the heat, and then next thing you know, then you look around, and you're like, well, you know, I've passed so many red lines that I didn't realize I had passed them because, you know, it happened. It doesn't happen quickly. It happens slowly and incrementally. I get, I guess I get that. But I just... I don't know, it blows my it blows my mind. Like and again, maybe like I said, I think it it's part part I think it's partially the fact that it takes a special person to be in these cults in the first place. Like you and I would have gotten out of the Brant Davidians or any of those things so quickly. We'd be like, Oh, this is interesting. Oh fuck no. Bye. You know? But you convince people to sell their stuff. You convince people to um like the guy, the the Rush new guy for, who moved from, who got chased out of India and the moved to Oregon, then got chased out of Oregon, back mm-hmm. to India. Like he had people, he had this fat lady who left her family, her husband, her two kids, moved to India to be with this guy, to learn underneath him, and then he left her two weeks later to move to Oregon, and she waited for like the ten years that he was in England or in the United States to come back. Ten years. Yeah. Like, if you were in a cult, what kind of cult would you be in? Oh, a sex cult. Me too. But, it would, but, but it would, that's the thing. It would just be like, yeah, we get together. We 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 don't believe in, uh, we we don't believe in like the sanctity of the body. The body's just a vessel for pleasure. Like that would be my thing. We'd just be orgies yeah. and stuff like that. Like I'm not about. But the problem with sex cults is they always eventually, you know, bring kids in, and that's something I'll never fucking understand. I I disagree with that. They don't always bring kids in. The thing for me is eventually the sex cult becomes like, okay, now not everyone can have sex. Only we can have sex. Yeah. But we can have sex with all your wives. As a matter of fact, since you guys aren't having sex, why don't you just castrate yourself? Chemically or physically. It always goes into this weird place where it's like, Oh, I don't mind being a swinger. And then you're like, oh, what the fuck is that? Why are you going aggro, bro? 
Why are you going aggro with this shit? And that's the thing with every cult. As soon as it gets to a point where it's like us versus them, or you don't want to do this, now you become an you're ostracized. Anyone who's like, oh, it's okay, it's not going to happen to me, you're an idiot. Yeah. It just hasn't happened to you yet. It's coming. Wait for him to ask you to do something crazy, like stick a cucumber up your butt, and you say no, and the next thing you know, you're on the outs too. <laughs> Which goes to uh, a dark question, um, just a hypothetical what if. If there was a true crime podcast that was based on something that you did, what do you think it was? What what would have been the thing that you did? Um, I think it would be mass arson. I think that would be what I would do. I I think about like what it would take for me to go crazy, like I'm murdering people on the regular. And the mm-hmm. only thing that can think I can think of is if someone murdered you or my wife or both. And then, and even then, it would just be like, I'm killing to a point. I'm killing to get to the person who did this, or the person who allowed that person who did this to get off. Hmm. I'm killing to a point. But if I was going to do something where it's like, I don't know, you die, Becky leaves me and marries some dude I fucking hated, I lose my job, um, I feel like I have nothing left to live for i wouldn't feel my life murdering people that you know that's i i don't think that would give me joy but like seeing stuff burn and like having that feeling and be like oh i maybe i can be reborn like this and like i can understand how people get into arson like i feel if 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 there was a purge crime that would be my crime one would be like um mass fraud um like theft i guess not fraud like i would go to the hall of deeds and i would fucking thank you I, that would be my purge crime I, I would just like next you know i would own gillette stadium i'd own like people's real homes. estate crimes yeah people people like literally the day after the the purge i'd be calling the police and they'd be like you know all these people these rich people being their homes they'd be like police would just show up and be like, uh, are you Mr. Mr. So-and-so? They'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, uh, you guys need to vacate. You are illegally on these premises. They'd be like, what are you talking about? We own this home. I'd be like, mm, according to the Registry of Deeds, this home is owned by Jonathan Carson. Matter of fact, he owns this entire neighborhood. <laughs> uh, so you guys are going to have to leave. Be like, what about our property? Yeah, about that. There's got to be so much money in, in the purse stuff. Because, like, just think about, um... If if you put out like life insurance policies on people, then made sure to kill them on purge night. Oh yeah. Well, why or you? and I got I have to assume that they would they wouldn't honor, you know, life insurance policies for people who died on purge night. But that's okay because you can make sure that they die the next day. You know. Make them so they bleed out the day after. Right. Or or put them in a coma for a couple of days before they die. You know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think if I was a tr- if there was a true crime about something I did, it'd probably be a cult thing. Like there's something I find fascinating about people who can just control those kind of minds and make them do all kind of stupid shit. So like I think that might be it. Or like like you, not necessarily arson, but like destruction of of property, like a a rash of. Um, confederate monuments just getting blown up 
<laughs> like that might be my thing. Like I could see. I think I would use eco terrorism to mask my true crime of just burning shit. So you know, like I'd be like, oh, you know, this oil rig blew up or burned down in Alaska, but also a couple of warehouses in this district. You'd be like, you know, just the idea. Make it seem like the warehouses, which were my real targets, were practice mm-hmm. runs for my big thing, which was actually my smoke screen. I could see that. Um. Yeah, I just, I don't think I could ever be a cult leader. I definitely couldn't be in a cult. I don't think I could be a cult leader. And I think it le- it's one of the reasons why cult leaders end up killing themselves and their followers. I think it's because one of two things. One, they have some point where they're like, the world's going to end at this point, And they make it become a self-fulfilling prophecy. That way they're not wrong. They're like, I can't be wrong. Or, and the second one is, I think sometimes people just despise the weak people who end up in cults, and so they end yeah. up killing you. Because, imagine, it, it's, it's what I think about people who surround themselves with yes men. I'm like, how does that not get old and then eventually annoying as hell when you're like, I want to kill these motherfuckers. Because you have no, there's no, you have no spine, you have no soul. If I'm a cult and I tell you to go kill your wife, and you're like, sure, you start walking out through I'm like, dude, don't give me the gun back. I'm like, I gotta kill this motherfucker. Right, because like those guys are they're like you know, I need you to cut you know, castrate yourself and they do it and I'd just be like, That's just too much. The you know, the power would go to your head, you know. But do this, this guy doesn't even deserve to live and then next you know you're killing all your followers. (laughs) Right. But yeah, like like I think I, it, you know, that would be my thing. Like either cold or you know, like you said, kind of some sort of like I I could see myself, I don't know, going maybe crazy or or whatnot or or, you know, like you know what, if they're not gonna take down these statues, I'm gonna take them down my damn self. See that? You know? That's 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 the type of terrorism I'm about. Ah, uh, that's, that's, that's my favorite brand. Let's get rid of some racist shit. And that is actually one thing. If I was in a cult, I would be in some, like, DC crazy shit cult where I'm like, yo, we get a whole bunch of victims of racist, racial violence and be like, yo, mm-hmm. we're gonna kill you off in real life. We're gonna go straight men in black. You don't exist. And we're just gonna go around the country fucking taking out white supremacists. That is something I could see happening. Someone, some white supremacist kills, like, you and Becky, and then all of a sudden I just lose it, and I'm like, no more. You know? No more. I'm I'm Malcolm X meets the Punisher. That I can I'm, see. I'm kind of surprised that didn't happen. But whatever. It is what it is. I guess different times. But uh, anyway, uh, I think, you know, we've said... Far too much on this topic. Yep. Um, this might be used against us in court. This will be used against us someday. <laughs> See? See, I told you he loved to burn shit. <laughs> but uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, if you don't mind, you know, rate, review, and share. Share it. Um, oh, they did open that sarcophagus, and we're all alive. No uh, mummy shit. We don't know how long. It might take seven days for that shit to kick in, like the ring. I guess a zombie apocalypse is going to have to happen some other way, unfortunately. It all starts in Egypt, so it's fine. We'll have time. Mm -hmm. But as always, we want to thank you all for listening. Uh, Speak your truth. Tell your story. And stay woke. 
Skippity beep bat doop bow. Skip bow, pa pa bounce, skip bow. Skip skip skippity bat bow. You can find John at Tempe WMF on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find his other stuff at Tempe'sWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis, that's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.